0: All eyes and ears on Sochi. Today, Monday, February 3rd. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Our correspondent in Sochi asks for directions in English, as many visitors will during the games. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just uh, my English bad. Oh, okay. Also, slope-style snowboarding sounds crazy enough, but some competitors say the course in Sochi is downright dangerous. It's not a case of saying the jumps are too high. What appears to be wrong is some of the, the basic physics of the course. Plus, a photojournalist tells the story of refugees through their shoes. Many of them had these small repairs, you know, stitches or pieces of melted plastic that paid testament to the determination and the persistence that is necessary to get to safety.
1: Support for PRI's The World comes from Medtronic Philanthropy, expanding access to chronic disease care for the underserved by supporting organizations in communities where they live and work, such as Washington, D.C.-based Unity Healthcare. You can learn more at MedtronicPhilanthropy.com.
0: I'm Marco Werman. This is The World The world's gaze is now on Sochi, where the Winter Olympics get underway in just a few days. Russia's southernmost city lies between the Caucasus Mountains and the Black Sea, and before the Games, it was mostly a domestic resort town. But with the Olympics, Russian President Vladimir Putin has spared no expense to make it an international destination. These Games have become the most expensive in history, with an estimated price tag as high as $50 billion, and that doesn't count the cost to Sochi residents themselves. As the world's Julia Barton reports, people in Sochi have sacrificed their time, money, and more.
1: On the eve of the Olympics, Sochi is having last-minute jitters about hosting foreign guests. Hello. Hi. I'm Julia Barton with BBC. When I try to speak with a travel agent on Sochi's main pedestrian mall, she looks petrified.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just uh, my English... um,
1: (laughs) My English bad. Oh. Okay. This is why Sochi residents who speak English are in demand day and night. Lyubov Varicheva teaches English at the Sochi College of Multicultural Education. During the Olympic Games, yes, for me, I will be the organizer of 10 volunteers, and we shall meet and uh, see all uh, our guests in the airport. Those teachers who don't speak a foreign language have been mobilized for a different sort of volunteer work, such as cleaning newly finished hotel rooms. This strains the meaning of the word volunteering, as Variceva calls it, but she doesn't want to criticize the city administration for making demands. Variceva does say students shouldn't expect to see much of their teachers over the next few weeks. If the teacher worked during the whole night, it is impossible uh, to come and uh, to have uh, to, to teach the, his students at school. Variceva and other Sochi residents are quick to say they're grateful for the huge amount of infrastructure that Olympic spending has brought to their city. For the first time, the city has several high-speed rail lines. Careful treatment of the train's property maintains the levels of comfort for your journey. Mountain tunnels and bridges, plus a new highway, have turned Sochi into one of the most expensive construction projects in Russian history. But in a modest office above the new freeway, a private contractor complains he hasn't been paid for the work he's done. Karim Safarovich is from Uzbekistan but has lived in Sochi 24 years. He says he got a contract three and a half years ago to build dormitories for some of the security forces now stationed here. He claims things went bad with his bosses when he asked to be paid. When the
0: whole money thing was brought up, the people
1: who owe me money, started a
0: fight on the construction site, and they had me put in jail for 10 days so that I wouldn't ask for the money. Afterwards, they said they had all the police and prosecutors in their pockets. Go ahead and report it, they said. It won't help. And now they've blocked my phone. I can't call anyone.
1: Safarovich says he's owed close to $450,000, which he needs to pay his workers. He's come to ask migrant advocate Semyon Simonov for help. The Russian government has acknowledged a problem with unpaid contractors in Sochi, but Simonov says it's much worse than they admit. Just from those people who